Hello and welcome to our third episode of From Moon to Moon. I'm your host, Melissa. And I'm Heather. And today we will be discussing the ethics of a magical practice. So before we get started today on the ethics of magic, do you want to tell us, Heather, what you've been witching lately? Sure. Okay, so let me get my little book here and see what's happened. I did do some stuff on New Moon. Did you? I did not because I've been so busy I can't even think straight. Oh, that's okay. So on New Moon, I did a prosperity spell and I went totally traditional with it. Like I cast the circle with like a crystal point wand. I used, you know, fire and air, earth and water, went around the circle, blessed it. All of, all of the, the really ritualistic stuff. It's very traditional, like, witchcraft that I usually don't do. I do, you know, I, I, I create sacred space, but I don't get up and walk around and, you know, I usually, I usually leave all the extra stuff out and just get right to work. I do, like, I use the bare minimum things. Did you find that there was a difference? Did you find that your, you know, your stuff worked better because you did that? Did it seem unnecessary? Like, how did you feel after having done that as far as like comparing it to you know the other stuff that you usually do what I ended up doing wasn't wasn't even as elaborate as as things that I've done in the past where I've cast a circle because I didn't call the elements I just I kind of walked around the circle with them and let them bless and cleanse the circle and things like that and like I didn't I don't have half of the ritual tools you're supposed to have. I basically just had the wand, which is just a, a long crystal point. And my incense, my candle that I was using for the spell, my holy water or salt water, blessed water, and then like my sage. And that's that's really all I ever bring. Yeah. When I when I go to do it, I, I bring just a little bit of stuff and like that time while I was there I made like a spell powder and then I used the spell powder like on the candle and then um, I wrote my intentions out on a piece of paper put a little bit of the 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 spell powder and some of with some of like the salt water on my hand Mm -hmm. and kind of like got it in the paper and then I like rolled it up and burned it on with the spell candle But I was like, I was really into it though. I was really like in the zone. I was ready. I think it does feel, it it does feel a certain way when you like walk around your area. Yeah. With the incense and with the salt water blessing it and all, you know, those kind of things. I think also you're sort of doing a ritual. And I know that you said that this is maybe the first time that you've done this particular thing. Maybe, maybe it's not the first time, but you know, doing things over and over and over again to get to a certain, like, state Yeah, is really, like, that's like a psychological thing. Like, you're walking down into this, like, state to, to begin doing magic in it. And so... And, and I do end up, you know, I think walking the circle, like, three times uh-huh. during the opening of it. And then, you know, once to close it. It's kind of interesting. I even I even brought offerings that time. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a little offering tray now that I'll show you at some point. So that was that. What else have I been doing? I made um, a couple more versions of my Focus Incense. I'm trying to perfect it. Okay. I'm going to have to try that out because, well, probably by the time I get a chance to try it out, it's going to be too late because I'm just trying to finish up everything and everything is due at the end of this month. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like crunch time. 
Um, when it, whenever you're working, like mush up a little bit of, of mace, maybe some rosemary, but throw it into your, your little incense thing. Okay. And see if that makes a difference because I use them while I'm editing this, this podcast. Mm-hmm. Or, um, when I completely redid the website the other day mm-hmm. and I redid it really fast and I was like happy with it and like that. That's awesome. And I was like, I was using it. I actually, I made a new batch because I was tweet. I'm trying to tweak it so that it it smells the way I want it to, and it like it's as potent as it as it can be. I was like, oh well, in order to see if it works, I need to I need to do something. So I was like, okay, what what do I what have I been putting off? What do I need to work on? Um, and I was like, well, I I do want to redo the website, and so I threw it on and I did that. And I've got I've got a lot of the innards set up as well, you know, for like Google and stuff like that. So I like knocked it all out one fell swoop. Nice. And I was so proud. <laughs> That's awesome. So like, and you know that this is very hard for me. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I actually okay. So <laughs> I just got this um, new app that it's called Forest. I think I briefly told you about this. Have you have you heard of it? Do you know what it is? No, but oh. I have. A couple apps that I've tried out that are sort of like productivity management type apps where it like gives you like an incentive or whatever. It's called Epic Win and it plays like an RPG. So you put your tasks in there and you go this one, you know, if it's like something really important, you give it a lot of experience points. So when you complete it, you get those experience (gasps) points and then they level up your character and you put stats into your character so you can be like, you know, a rogue or a wizard or a warrior. That sounds so awesome. Isn't that cool? There were other versions, like different, um, there were other apps really similar to in the App Store. I didn't try them out because this one, the interface is just really nice to look at. And it gives you like pretty cool music while like while you're in it. It's like, you know, like. That's awesome. And I think I'm going to go try it now because that sounds so cool. But no, this Forest app, it's really cute. It's like, okay, so every time you want to do something productive, like say say I have to, you know, read a, a, a chapter for class, right? And, and I want to designate 30 minutes to reading this chapter, I go to my, my Forest app and I plant a seed, which is, that's, that's what you do. And you set the timer for 30 minutes and you plant the seed. And... Over the 30 minutes, it grows into a tree, right? And once the 30 minutes is up, then it's like um, like you have this tree now. But the thing is, like, you can't exit the app, right? For the 30 minutes? For the whole 30 minutes. If you do, your tree dies. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole bunch of stuff over the past, like, two weeks because I went to, um, like, three different thrift shops looking for like any things that I could use as tools because I don't really have much of anything. I have a cauldron mm-hmm. that I don't use. It holds a bunch of other stuff. And everything else is just like weird little bowls that I've collected and like a container of salt. That's all I really have. So I did go collect some things. I will be making a kind of witchy haul video. I'm excited about that. For Melissa. Oh. Uh, and I'll be putting it on YouTube and just kind of showing all the things that I've gotten since I made a tiny haul video two months ago. It was a long time ago. I think that's that's really it. I've I, I did New Moon. I'm really proud of it. Oh, um, a couple days after New Moon, when New Moon wasn't quite over with yet, I did another um, kind of prosperity um, success 
kind of thing to touch on things that I kind of left out of the first one. Mm-hmm. I've been working on our website a bunch. I've been making, uh, I've been perfecting this instance, and as soon as it, I am super happy with it, uh, I will be putting it into the shop so that other people can get it. Yeah, cool. And I got some new stuff that I'm going to show off later. I think that's really it, though. Aside from, like, I've just been having a lot of magical revelations, I feel like, in the past couple of days. But that's because, like, I've, I've really been, like, listening lately. I've really, really been listening, but I don't have anything concrete to, to say about it yet. So by next po- podcast, though, I might, like, I feel like I am snowballing right now. Yeah. Well, good. Like, it started off really slow, but I'm just, like, gaining so much momentum. That's a really fun feeling. It really is, because, like, I keep accidentally making things happen. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, ooh, oh, cool, but whoops, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Like, things like that were like, oh, shit, I think I did that. You know, those kind of realizations. Like, it's, nothing bad happens, but you're like, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's I think that's it, though, really. Yeah. I haven't been doing too much witchy stuff. I have, like, I just started a book club. I don't know if I've talked about this on the show or not. We may have talked about it before, but you also posted something in the uh, on the Facebook page referring to your book club. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure if I want to do that or not as, like, an online thing because, like, I keep trying to get these people because they say that they want to do, like, an online portion of it, but I don't get the sense that a lot of people, like, they want it to happen, but at the same time, they don't want it to happen. I don't I don't know what it is, but anyway, I just don't, I just don't get the sense that it's really going to gonna be a thing that happens but I don't know anyway so I've just been reading a lot of like witchy material kind of books and Mm -hmm. right now I'm going through drawing down the moon yep uh slowly it's it's difficult but um anyway basically just been doing artsy stuff I think that's the same answer that I gave last time too because I haven't really been doing a whole lot of real like uh real magic stuff lately I've been doing real magic stuff lately (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway, so that, that's about it. That kind of sums it up. So um, on to the actual topic of the ethics of, of doing magic. Do you have anything in particular that you want to say before we get into the topic of ethics and the magical pride? Well, I actually, I have something to say. Um, okay. Ethics are, are kind of boring sometimes, but I think that it's really important, especially for like people who are starting out doing magic to have Uh like a course in the ethics of magic yes you know what i mean and so that's really why i wanted to do this episode sort of at the front end Uh you know so that we could move on and talk about other things because i just feel like i feel like we can't do a whole lot like talking about magic if we don't talk about the ethics of magic does that make sense yes Okay. So at least everyone knows where we stand. Yeah. Do you know where we stand or like, because I just think even if you don't agree with the ethics that we're talking about right now, like maybe we have, you know, ideas about things that are completely contradictory to like what a a listener might think, but at least we're talking about it and we're thinking about it. You know, we're not just doing things because like just without thought. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, well, we have a few things that we wanted to touch on, and they're pretty, like, 
basic things that that everybody's going to run into during like any kind of magic study um and that's things like you know involving other people in your magical practice and good versus evil and you know that sort of thing all the things all the things so anyway the first one that i have on my list here is using magic on someone without their knowing how do you feel about this heather i know what i'm going to say and that i should have prefaced this with i think that we as humans with emotions and reasons and rationalities and irrationalities are way too complicated for black and white matters. We're finding this out about gender as well. There's not just two types of gender. There are many. How we address situations in the ethics of magic where that you can't say it is one thing or the other because of this or that because everything is much more complicated than that yeah I agree with that and we're gonna we're gonna touch on that just a little bit Mm -hmm. but yeah I like that you you prefaced with that like I wish I could wear that on a (laughs) t-shirt like we are more complicated than that yeah everyone always wants to you know put everything in little boxes yeah and as cute as little boxes are we don't fit in little boxes we're not box shaped right we're people shaped and so back to your question which was how do you feel about using magic on someone without their knowing about it there are plenty of situations even outside the realm of magic magic i mean magic and like spell work and things like that where sometimes people can't answer for themselves Mm -hmm. they cannot make sound decisions for themselves for any number of reasons um drug addiction age dementia mental um mental disorders and things like that any number of things and i think the same thing can apply in magic take this as an example Okay. Someone someone that, that is very close to you, someone that you love, is having a serious drug problem. Like, to the point where, like, intervention is a necessity. Mm-hmm. They're never going to give you permission to cast that spell. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to just make a judgment call. Mm-hmm. And even on, like, a smaller scale, magic is taboo. And if you're like, look, no, I can really probably alleviate some of problems that you're having even if it's just you know like stress or things like that like but some people just wouldn't understand yeah even if you're honestly trying to help and I'm not talking about like on that smaller scale like that's you know unnecessary that at that point you're probably you know meddling a little bit Mm -hmm. but like if you're just like you know what I want to send her uh some good thoughts I want to send her some healing energy yeah you know that kind of thing because I know that she hasn't been feeling very good lately Mm -hmm. say they're a different religion than you Mm -hmm. and they just wouldn't understand so it's not it's not like you're you know interfering with their free will well that actually brings up a really interesting question and it's that you know the idea of say for example prayer you know yes christians idea of prayer is one way and then they think of magic as a different way but say like like somebody sends out a prayer request on facebook and they say hey i'm having some issues keep me in your thoughts or whatever you know like yeah say like is that them asking for you to do a spell even if they think that magic is evil or you know whatever like how do you feel about that i think that I think that the good intention of wanting to do the magic work to help that person kind of trumps that. I think in a sense it's the same thing as praying. It is. To me it is, but they don't. Like, they wouldn't think it was. They would consider it different. Yeah, I feel like it comes from a sa- the same place in, in your heart, you know? Like, yeah. if, if they say, hey, pray for me, then you 
taking out the time in your day to sit there and think about that person is is very similar to you know me taking time out of my day to do some sort of you know ritual type yes and I know that there are some forms of prayer some people that pray Mm -hmm. they'll pray for hours Mm -hmm. prayer to me is focused intention yeah that's all it is and I mean you put your hands together the, the praying motion you put your hands together and you bring it to you know your heart space Mm-hmm. That's supposed to be a really powerful position when you're, you know, thinking about intentions. Yeah. And so the focused intention with the 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 the, the stance, the gesticulation, I think, is just a, a different form of magic spell. They just don't call it a spell. It ha- it's the same thing under a different name to me. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of how I feel about it too. I was just wondering because if you if you stop and take for a second, um, take the names off of everything. There are still candles involved in both. There's incense involved in both. There are offerings. Often there are, yeah. All of all of these things, you know, blessings, cleansing the space, all of those things, but they're just called something different. Yeah. I don't think they're any different at all. Okay. Well, anyway, back to using magic on someone without their knowing. Uh-huh. Um, did you say everything that you wanted to say about that also? I think so. I think I made the point that I wanted to make. Okay. I feel like, for me personally my opinions of this is that there are different levels and I feel like you have to sort of look at the different levels of it and determine for yourself where your line is. I think so. I think it is entirely up to your personal judgment. Yeah. I think that's that's important. For example, you know that your friend is, say, like looking for a house to move into. Mm-hmm. You know that they want that, but they never explicitly say, hey, can you do a spell? And you never ask them, hey, can I do a spell? Yeah. But you know that that's something that they want. So you put some energy out for that. Mm -hmm. Basically praying for them, if you want to use that word. And then they end up getting the house, right? So that to me, that's cool. That's totally cool. I think, honestly, things like that are a witch's way of giving gifts. Yeah. It's like the superpower to be able to make people's wishes come true. (laughs) Sort of. (laughs) Almost. On like a tiny scale. But then at some point you, okay, say that maybe you have kind of a controlling personality and you want things to be a certain way, but say you're a mother Uh and say your children are doing things that aren't necessarily bad, but they're not what you want them to do. Uh Uh-huh. And so say you do magic that sort of pushes them in the direction that you want for them because you think personally you think that that's what's best for them when i talk about what's best for people yeah and i try not to because it's none of my business but when i do think about because i i have done spell work for people before whether they knew about it or not Mm -hmm. i try not to you know using these intentions when i'm formulating because i try to be really careful about it too i always preface things with you know let good come of this yeah i like i like to do that too or also like i might say something along the lines of if this is is what's best for them then let this thing happen you know I I, tr- I try to sort of make sure that the universe or whoever's listening to me knows and understands that I don't necessarily know what I'm doing and what's good for you know another person but I'm trying <laughs> yeah no I really leave it up to the universe I kind of it's it's all like open-ended type of things so like if I'm doing say prosperity or whatever and I'm going like you know I want you to be successful mm-hmm. I want you to to not have to struggle just like nothing specific Mm -hmm. I didn't say like I want you to get a new job and I want you to get a raise like no I left that up to the universe Mm -hmm. but I said I need you to be happy
happy. I need you to feel successful. Mm -hmm. They are still in control. Yeah. And the universe can still do its thing. But with just a little bit of like nudging on my end. Yeah. Saying like, hey, universe, I think they're having trouble here. Maybe you should help them just a little bit. It's like kind of like pointing out a problem to the universe, sort of, for me. Being like, being like, hey, God, there's this pothole I need you to fix. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> the next topic is using magic against another person in order to harm them. What are your thoughts? So... I can be an angry person sometimes. Uh-oh, girl. But I am also an extremely empathetic person, which, you know, keeps me from ever doing anything, you know, just hateful to people. Because I get very angry sometimes and very frustrated. Even even if I'm kind of bitter outwardly. Like, I would never harm these people. But um, I can see in an extreme case, revenge type things, where I probably wouldn't, you know, judge someone for doing something like that. Okay. And by that I mean, let's take a very extreme case and this is going to be quite dark, but that's what I mean by like everything is circumstantial. Uh-huh. And this is somewhere where like I would go, no, you know what? Uh, you had the right to do that, you know. Uh-huh. Say there is a witch who has been um, sexually assaulted and because of our very flawed justice system, her assailant is able to walk free. And because of things like, what is it, double jeopardy, you can't be tried again for the same charge and things like that. So now you have to exist with this terrible person who could go on to do the same thing to someone else. If if that witch were to do something, we're not we're not talking about like spells to kill people. Mm-hmm. Maybe to to cause an accident. I think I think there are plenty of injustices that are very specific where I would not say you did the wrong thing. Okay. So I like actually thinking about this and talking about this. I've been itching to talk about this. And I've also been like realizing things over the past like couple months coming across some of these questions and going, okay, well, how do I feel about this? Recently in, in one of my pagan groups, there was sort of a spat that happened where, you know, we had started to develop a sort of archive of the book of shadows and someone had mentioned what a spell that they did that essentially like what had happened was someone had wronged them in some way and in order to get sort of revenge on this they did this this and this and then two weeks later it ended up that that person's house had burned down and you know all this other stuff and see there was a big thing about it you know like people a lot of people had a lot of things to say one way or the other about that so i have a couple things to say about that Uh uh-huh first of all the charge has to fit the crime Mm -hmm. you can't go persecuting every person for every minor thing that they did with like horrible tragedies i'm trying to be like you know objective about this because i want anyone to be able to learn from this but you have to understand that like you can't just completely turn someone's world upside down because you just because they made you mad were mad about something that wasn't wasn't worth being mad about and if you're having those kinds of thoughts then you need to do some shadow work right yeah (laughs) the goal is peace yeah. You know, and if you're if you're having that sort of unrest that is causing these sorts of like, you know, quakes within you. Yeah. That you feel the need to completely disturb people's livelihoods. Mm-hmm. At that point, you are unbalanced and you need to look at yourself 
if you feel the need to um, lash out with magic work at every turn, at every small hiccup in your path, mm-hmm. or every person that gets in your way. Ooh, that's another one. Is like, when do you do use magic and when do you just use, you know, simply like pulling someone aside and talking to them about the fact that they had upset you that day or whatever. Like One quick thing I wanted to add to um, what I was saying earlier, just before uh, uh, we move on to the next part is that I think that it is very dangerous and irresponsible to advertise that you may or may not have caused real harm through magic means or otherwise on the internet because to me that's a confession. And even someone who's like, I don't believe in magic, but they'll be like, so what'd you really do? Right, right. You know, I think that that's really irresponsible and I think that could be used as evidence even because just because you say that you used magic to burn it down, you know, doesn't mean that you didn't still burn it down without magic. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have seen sometime in my lifetime, in my days of being on the internet, people trying to charge people for crimes that were um, allegedly committed through magic. Yeah. That's like, I hate bringing this up. That's like when um, in the newspaper, you know, satanic ritual remains found in the forest and, you know. Yeah. And then... You've got all these negative connotations anyways. Mm-hmm. And I think it's best not to convince the rest of the non-magical world that magic users are evil because that's what they're going to think. Okay, so going back to what you said. And then the next question that, that came along was, um, at what point do you use magic instead of simply just pulling someone aside and telling them like, hey, you really upset me today or, you know, something like that. Like, at, at what point do you stop doing like the normal everyday things that other people do that witches, you know, also do, but, you know. Everything to me is gray. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like a broken record <laughs> when I'm like, it's situational. So, say you're having problems with a coworker. There could be um, different reasons why you would or wouldn't approach this person first. Uh, sometimes I think you should, depending on the situation, you should always try and do um, mundane, normal people stuff first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then go to magic. But at the same time, I'm not going to judge anyone who's like, you know what, I just... I don't really want to have a discussion with this person because I don't think that they'll ever understand. I think I just want to avoid a really awkward situation and just make them, you know, not uh, not talk to me anymore, not walk over to my corner anymore, whatever it is that they're doing to bother you or whatever. Yeah. Say you're um, a lady and there's a gentleman at work that is making you really uncomfortable. And sometimes that happens to me at work. And sometimes you don't want to go over there and be like, hey, you're making me uncomfortable. Sometimes you just need it to stop. And to move on. Yeah, sure. In times like that, definitely. I will say this. If you feel more comfortable tackling these these weird kind of um, everyday problems with a magical touch, mm-hmm. that's fine with me. I think it's totally up to you. That's fine with me, too. I, I agree. And I, I think we need to stop here really quick and, and, and say, I don't want to... I don't want to make it seem like we're being really preachy. No, this is a discussion. You know, really, the, what I wanted was to get our own opinions. This is how we feel, and uh, this is just for you to maybe learn a thing. Yeah, I, th- I think the, the biggest thing that I want to stress through this whole, whole thing of, like, from moon to moon, all of it, you know, the blog, the website, the store, the podcast, everything, is that we don't have necessarily traditional ways of doing things, and 
I want other people to know that it's not just one type of magic. You know, it's not just the first type of magic that you run into. There's all kinds, and I want to explore that. And so, like, the reasons that I want to get, like, opinions out there is just so that people can see that, yes, there are different opinions, and you can make your own opinions instead of just, like, picking up whatever it is that other people tell you. You know, I think I think that's really important. So... <clears throat> I think that was a big moment for me was when I realized that I, magic can be whatever I want it to be. Right. And once I moved out of those like confines of just like mm -hmm. the few books that I had, it's been much better. Yeah. It was like a whole awakening type of thing. Was that all for that one? Yes, I think so. The next issue that we're going to talk about is using magic to gain power for oneself or for personal gain, in other words. Um, and this is very um, like charmed. I've been watching a lot of charmed lately because... <laughs> Okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> um, I want to at some point do some kind of like thesis on uh, pop popular culture and like witches and witchcraft and how it's portrayed and that sort of thing. Yes. And so I think that I have, to, I feel like I have to watch Charmed. Mm-hmm. At least to get some of the ideas and concepts. How how is I think Charmed is probably one of the most popular things that like you know everyday people have seen. Uh huh. You know and understand about witches and stuff like that. And and their their biggest thing besides like the power of three is you can't do anything for personal gain. No magic for personal gain. That's it. Like that they are so drawn to that. Like they everything. In the show, uh -huh. personal gain, if you do magic for personal gain, it will always have terrible, horrible consequences that will eventually make you have to go, like, backtrack, undo that spell, Oh, you know, and do all this other stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, so a lot of people sort of have that same kind of idea about, like, you can't ever do anything for personal gain. It's always got to be for other people. It's always got to be, you know, outside of yourself, basically. Uh-huh. Like, you can't say, I want to put cast a money spell on myself so that I, you know, get a thousand dollars for this trip that I want to go on and blah, 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 blah. Because that would be personal gain, right? Uh-huh. So anyway, what are your thoughts on this one? <laughs> if you want to take up, you know, this sort of selfless disposition mm -hmm. you know that's how you feel and that's fine yeah that's that's a very that's a very selfless thing to do only doing magic for others and never for yourself when you could potentially use it to do so many things for yourself that makes me think of like nuns yeah that sort of like reservation mm -hmm. if you're able to do that and that's how you feel holy or powerful or with deity then you do you boo <laughs> but at the same time, I think that um, telling someone that, like telling them that they can't do anything for themselves, I think is... Imposing dogma. <laughs> it is imposing dogma, but I think it also is taking away from that person's quality of life. Mm. Because imagine that you have a witch who's not in the best financial situation and no matter what they do, and they help people all the time, but no matter what they do, they just can't seem to like get ahead and they're always behind on bills and everything. Everything's a struggle. Mm -hmm. Would you go to another witch and say, hey, I need you to do a spell for me? Is that a weird loophole? Can they do spells on each other in Charmed? 
So if you're like, hey, I need you to get rid of my acne because I can't do it. I don't think that they can. I think that they're, they'll stop each other and, and be like, no, that's for personal gain. Okay, so it's still considered personal gain, probably. Let me let me put it this way. Um, it's really hard to help others if you can't help yourself. I agree. That being said, you know, if you're always struggling, then do a little bit of money magic on yourself. Or like maybe self-confidence magic, whatever it is that you need. I don't think that anyone should be judging anyone else if they choose to use their magic to um, better their lives. Because in the end, it's our magic, our lives, and... It's, it's not like some of these people, I mean, I guess maybe some people are, but like, you know, when I think of like a, a witch doing magic for herself, you know, maybe she's, she's trying to get a raise. And, and when I think of that, I think of someone who's got a family. She, she's got bills to pay mm-hmm. and she needs a little bit of edge just to maybe get her noticed just a tiny bit more than anyone else. And yeah, that might, that might um, say, well, oh, what about the guys who didn't get the job? Well, then what do you do then? I'm not sure what my answer is now. I'm not sure either. You're doing that whole thing where like, well, if you have it, then someone else doesn't have it. And I can see that for like money, obviously, because there only exists so much money and, you know, jobs, there only exists so many jobs, but you're not really taking it from them though. Well, I guess that's, that's sort of the difference between using something you already have and using something you don't already have. You know what I'm saying? It's like money is outside of yourself and... Rather than like confidence for a job interview or something. Right. And it's sort of then it it comes down to like personality instead of like who you are as a person. At the same time, even though say you go into a job interview, there's a couple other people there. You did the spell, you got the job. Yeah. It might not have been because of the spell. Mm -hmm. You didn't cast a spell on the guy giving you the interview. Mm -hmm. He still chose you because... Something there was something brighter about you than the others. You were more luminescent. A similar thing to what you're saying is so okay. So a lot of times, whenever you're an athlete and you are on like a professional team or whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. and a lot of times they won't tell you that it's magic, but they do rituals. Yeah, it's their good luck rituals. They'll wear a certain pair of underwear or a certain pair of socks, or you know, they'll do a certain dance or you know, whatever it is. So Uh if that team wins, is it because of the good luck charms? Is it because the team was really good? Do they not deserve to win if they, if every single member on that team did things with good luck charms and the other team did not and the team that did the things with good luck charms won and the other team didn't? I think you got to prove it first. Um. Again, it's all it's all intention. And I think that some people probably do magic without thinking that they do magic. Um, some people put intention into things, you know. And so even though you're you're saying, Oh, well, I took this job away from like two other people, how do you know that they didn't also do similar things? Maybe they prayed, maybe they um, you know, meditated on it. Maybe they just thought really hard about it. Maybe they just wanted it really bad and they talked to themselves about it in the mirror, which I think is also still magic. Yeah, I think it is too. So at the same time, you're competing with other people who have... Who do their own types of magic and yeah. Yeah. Everyone's thoughts when they want something, if they want it bad enough, those thoughts are going to get loud. Yeah. Everyone has intentions. You might not be turning it into a magical intention. Really? What's the difference? There's no difference except for one has perfect purposeful energy behind it. Uh-huh. So you you sit there with the thought and then you build the energy 
to make the thought stronger than go, here, universe, have it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the same thing could be said in, like, a parallel kind of way as, like, someone intends to open a store, so they put the energy behind, you know, making the money to buy the store and making the money to buy the products and going to business classes and stuff like that. I mean, that's could be, in my opinion, it's it's all the same. It's a little bit different in the way that you approach it but that 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 it the mechanism is sort of still the energy is still there yes the energy is still there um the results can be the same Mm -hmm. it's whatever works for you whatever kind of vehicle that you want to get in to get from point a to point b whether it's a plane or a train or a car or a moped or a dragon whatever (laughs) (laughs) dragon You get to choose so long as, you know, you're like, no, I'm getting to point B. And then you work on it. Yeah. And I think, I think really like deciding that you're going to do it and then doing it by any means possible. That's really where the magic is, in my opinion. Another thing that's super important to remember about doing magic, a lot of times, like, especially when we talk about manifesting. But of course, I think of manifesting and spell work. It's all the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. When you are manifesting, however you choose to manifest, you know, you can't just say, look, universe, I need a badass job. Yeah. You have to be actively looking for that badass job while the universe is working alongside you. You are a team. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like this. Okay. Say you're kind of a loner and you don't like to get out of your house much and you don't have a job and you stay home and you just work magic spells all day you're not you're probably probably I'm not gonna say you're definitely not but you're probably not gonna have somebody knocking on your door asking you to please come work at their place of work yeah you know what I'm saying like that's that it just makes sense right So to bring that back to your point about the difference between someone taking all the little hard work steps all the way to get their store up and running, you know, they did all, did all the things, they had the business plan, they had the financial plan, they had all the things. Mm-hmm. Manifesting, you still have to put in some work. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw it to the wind and think that it'll be done because it won't. I guess occasionally it probably would. But most of the time, you have to work alongside the universe. So again, magic comes with homework. You have to, you know, work with it. You have to continue to work with it. But that's, I think I'm done now. Okay, um, the next one is a little bit iffy. And it's like, it's riddled in the magical culture. The new age culture. Like eclectic witchcraft. So the next uh, issue that we're going to talk about is adopting components of other cult- others cultures as your own practice. What do you think? I think everything should be handled with a level of care and respect. Mm-hmm. Say you're looking at a culture and you're like, oh, I really like this. Well, first you need to see how they feel about it. Um, you need to be very respectful and well-read. You need to you need to have a well-rounded knowledge of the principles of that culture and that religion. What types of things are rude and disrespectful? Yeah, I think I think I agree with everything that you're saying. You need to perhaps make some friends. Yes, I think that it's important to have an inside perspective on t- these types of things. Right, those levels of caution are very important. I agree with all that you're saying. I, I agree that that you. You need to be respectful about it. Everything that you do needs to be respectful. It needs to be, you can't just take out like the teeniest, tiniest element of something and just adopt it into your own without any further research. You know what I'm saying? 
and I think I think you're right. Have sort of a sounding board for am I being offensive right now with what it is that I'm trying to adopt into my own practice? You know, I, I think I think those are the biggest key points for that. So the next issue, well, it's not technically an issue, but it's sort of a mentality, is the idea of like good versus evil or light versus dark, you know, and that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as ethics go, really a lot of what we've already talked about sort of falls into that just because, you know, a lot of people think of like, for example, light and dark magic or white magic and black magic or whatever. And, and, and they look at it in terms of like white magic is good and healing and you're, you're doing it for other people and you're not doing it for yourself. And black magic is selfish and it's harmful to other people and all this stuff. Right. Uh-huh. So what, what are your thoughts on this like sort of dichotomy, this like almost an us versus them, like a light versus evil, a good versus bad. What are your thoughts? The only time that I would say something is genuinely not good is if one person were to go out of their way to intentionally, maliciously disrupt the lives of others. Yeah. Disrupt being a very loose word because I can go anywhere from like, you know, causing them to trip all the time to like, and just be really clumsy to like, causing bodily harm and or death right you are unjustly interfering with someone's well-being well-being and and will yes i don't think that there is light or dark i think that there is a big fuzzy cloud of gray and sometimes it's a little bit darker and sometimes it's a little bit lighter but it's no there's no there's no clear divide yeah like this thing is good and this thing bad you can't just have one or the other Mm -hmm. i think everything is a little bit of both yeah i mean really a lot of times what's good for one person is bad for another like for example what we were saying before about um the person who who gets the job you know three people apply for the job and interview for the job and one person gets the job that's good for one person and and maybe not so good for the other two you know because they really needed that job or wanted that job or whatever you know and so it's sort of it's sort of like that but you could also argue that perhaps that wasn't the job that they um, truly needed. Maybe it's the next job. True. Every time the universe closes a door, another one opens down the hall. Ne- you're never, you're never completely shut off. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't believe in light versus dark. I think that those two things are so intermingled and so dynamic. And, and fluid that it's hard to tell them apart sometimes. I think you can be good and bad at the same time. Mm-hmm. That's like, uh, here's here's a, here's a just like a crazy weird example. Okay, here, here, let's do this. Batman. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Batman for just a second. He's right up here looking at me on top of my desk. Hello, Batman. The city of Gotham thinks that Batman is a bad person. A genuinely bad guy. Yeah. They're scared of Batman because the way that he chooses... To handle things is unorthodox. A little bit violent sometimes. But Batman has morals. He just doesn't do it the way that everyone wants him to. So that makes him look like a bad guy. Mm -hmm. But he's not a bad guy. He goes after the bad guys. He stops the bad guys. He locks them up. He doesn't even kill the bad guys. But Gotham thinks that he's a bad guy. 
But uh, I think that there's a place for judgment in everything. But I think that if you are plagued by vengeful feelings, then, you know, you do not have a peaceful mindset. You need to go meditate and maybe do some shadow work. Yeah. Because there are deeper problems that you need to work out. Mm -hmm. All of that energy that you're putting into these thoughts of, of vengeance and all of this anger. Now, mind you, anger is a very strong emotion. And I think you get some really super powerful magic and spell work and rituals out of out of being angry about something but make sure you're doing it from sort of a, pa- a place of reason and, a, and of love <laughs> yes. for the human race yes <laughs> uh anyway so i think i think sort of what we've talked about here is is really that it number one you need to always be thinking about you know developing your own sense of ethics instead of just taking things that are handed to you from other people think about things before you you know act on them you know because then things you don't want happening might happen you know and that sort of thing if you ever do a spell and then the next day regret it then you need to be looking in yeah so i think i think really it's all about thinking and being aware and choosing things to think for yourself. So that was our uh, episode on ethics uh, from moon to moon. So you guys have a good full moon and we'll talk to you at the new moon. Bye. Bye. This episode used music from binsound.com.